Hi, and welcome to Loving with Autism. My name is Kate Scheel, and this is a podcast brought to you by Unipi, an online community and dating site for people on the autism spectrum. We started this podcast because we wanted to have a conversation about how we get from that first message to the first kiss and everything in between. Today, we're going to be looking at dating, and we have a couple of guests joining us. Um, we have Bucci. Say hi. Hey, everyone. Uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. And um, our couple today is Sean and Steph. What's up? Hey, everyone. Thank you guys so much for joining us to talk about dating. It's a big topic. <laughs> so um, how do you guys choose a dating spot for that first date? I know it's, like, really intimidating to go from, like, messaging to, like, okay, we're finally going to meet each other. And um, for me, it's, like, um, I want to find a spot where I'm comfortable, but also for the person that I'm meeting, for them to be comfortable as well. No, I definitely feel that's true. Personally, I really try and look more towards what the other person and what their comfort level has been. Just to give an example from my own experiences, when I was messaging back and forth with a girl on another dating app, what we she did mention about a certain food preference that she had. So in choosing our first date spot oh, to try and make her as much <laughs> to try. <laughs> To try and make, thank you to try and make her as comfortable as possible. I did try and go for that certain food, so that certain food kind of spot, and you could definitely see that like it was appreciated that you did pay attention to the messages, and it wasn't just trying to skip over things to try and get to that first date. Right. Exactly. I think it means a lot too, like the fact that you listen to the other person or that your your conversations were heard and they feel like validated and okay, I made the right choice. <laughs> Taking a chance on, you know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, listening is definitely the biggest thing that you can possibly do. And also, and I think that's definitely kind of a good thing with like the messaging, you can go back over your conversation to see that, hey, maybe there was something that I missed and maybe I can get some ideas by looking over what we were saying back and forth with each other. Totally. It's like finding those hidden Easter eggs, like unlocking the dating <laughs> secrets. <laughs> So do you guys have like a preference of time of day? Like, you know, would you go for a day date? Um, I know me personally, I love um, being active and, and there's something about like going outside and walking that helps me talk and is like a distraction for me. So I would like pick something, especially like, um, you know, in the spring and summer seasons, like walking along a boardwalk or like, um, I don't know, I, th I just think walking and talking helps me open up a yeah, little like, bit well, more you know like a day date that rolls into the night is kind of nice if, there's, if it's a nice summer afternoon or something because then you have the sunset and maybe you do an activity during the day and then you get food or snacks later yeah it kind of leaves space to it 
kind of like leaves space that it can extend and anything outside is like super low pressure. You don't feel trapped as long as you're comfortable with the setting that you're in, which I right. know, like you said, Katie, I love being outside, like hiking or just you know, being one And public places that aren't like necessarily confining you know, public places, public places that are like wide open spaces, but still like, you know, people are, you know, around you and it's safe to meet. And, you know, it's like uh, Coney Island boardwalk. There's tons of people around. So yeah, parks, things like that. And and also dating during like going on dates during the daytime. It's, it's, it's good when the weather's warm. And personally, I just love to explore um, whatever city that I'm in, I grew up in New York, and now I live in Washington, D.C. Uh, those are both cities that have a lot of attractions that you can check out during the day. So sometimes right. it might mean just going to a museum and sort of walking around. Um, oh, so it's definitely a good opportunity to not only yeah, explore, but also just get to learn about the city together. Exactly. And there's so many museums in New York City, too. It doesn't have to be like... Were you, were you going to say something, Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of brought me to a question a little bit off topic. But do you guys think that people might interpret a day date a little bit more with a lot of like the usual daytimes usually being at night? People might think like, oh, a day date might be a little bit more special. Or is this just like what I've heard or what from conversations with my friends? I think that's a really good question. I think that's a really good question because I would think it would be from a girl's perspective. I actually think it would be the opposite. Like so much less, less pressure, less pressure. Exactly. More casual. Know, something about the middle of the day. Seems like less pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay. The nighttime, that's kind of, that's kind of like showtime in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> right like, this it's is like that valentine's day feeling home. that oh. like overwhelming like oh i have to put on high heels or like i have to you know rise to the occasion of like a fancy restaurant and i think like sometimes a middle of the day date you know you can wear sneakers you can be more of your yourself your own personal style okay. um i don't know i i kind of agree with you but i also feel like an, an evening date is, is something that's, like, more common as well. You know, people date at night or, like, movies. But, like, um, someone brought to my attention that movies, like, you really can't talk during a movie. So, like, that people think, oh, let's go see a movie as a date, and that's such a good idea. But you actually can't get to know the other person yeah, unless you go like to dinner to afterward, maybe. Right, maybe. <laughs> To talk about the movie. I mean, talk about the movie after, but my personal preference these days have like always been to just see a movie by myself. So like I don't know. It's just if I'm going on a date with somebody, I want them to be my focus, not just like this huge mm -hmm. screen with just blaring music, which is gonna be a, just a huge distraction. The point of wow. a date you yeah. It's also like um not to like sound really 
um, budget conscious, but day dates are so much more affordable too. Like mm -hmm. you can like have so many hours in the day and like do one activity. Like um, if you're in New York City, like and the weather's nice, like walking the High Line is like such a good idea because it's, it's you know you get free. To, it's free, <laughs> but also <laughs> you get to like. And then you can go from there, you know, like you can you can start somewhere where, you know, OK, I'm just meeting this person for the first time. Our messaging was great, but let me meet them in a public place and let me see, you know, if I feel comfortable enough to sit across from them in an intimate, you know, lunch or dinner and eat with this person. Um, let's stroll first, you know, <laughs> dip our toes in the water kind of thing. This is dead air. Um, so back to like the old uh, movie theater stereotypical dates. Um, guys, do you think that you have to pick the girl up anymore? Or do you just agree to meet there? I mean, sorry, would she go on? Well, no, I if you live in New York City and you don't have like a car or you live in a big city like Atlanta or, or somewhere mm -hmm. else, yeah. Uh, walking, I guess, and meeting at the place is fine. But uh, um, I would have to agree with like safety wise. I would yeah, rather not exactly. give my address out to somebody. I think it's I would I would say um, safety wise, don't give your address to anyone. Meet at the place um, that you're going um, to be meeting at, and also make sure that someone knows where you're going and what you who you are meeting um just you know uh so that everybody uh can be safe and have a have a fun time day or night date um just give give your friend or someone close to you a heads up and and also running date ideas past people um you can kind of feel like oh uh this is a good idea or this is maybe not the best idea yeah, and I think as in terms of having somebody pick you up or not, I'm really? right there with you, Katie. Like, I would much prefer to meet somebody at the place uh, instead of getting picked up. It's not necessary anymore, I don't think. Like, um, you don't have to impress somebody with a car. Like, it's just, it's not, I think it's like very old school, that type of thinking. And I also think it will help you pick a place easier, kind of, if you say, oh, I'm going to meet you there. Because if it's walking distance or if you can use public transportation to get there, it might kind of limit your options. So it right, I agree. Choose where you can go. And that's another She's breaking up. The house. Staff? Yeah, I heard you say Poor connection. Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, that's it, basically. With safety in mind, meet the person. That's what I say. Agreed. Agreed. And also, um, uh, what do you guys think about like what to wear? How do you figure out what to wear when you're going on these dates? I I think it 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 definitely depends on the the situation and and sort of what you guys discussed beforehand. Um, if if we plan 
a hike or, you know, an explore the city kind of day, um, and I'm going to be on my feet all day, then I want to make sure that I wear clothes that are comfortable or sneakers. So I, I definitely want to keep in mind that I want to be comfortable um, at all times and that it, it sort of suits the, the occasion. You know, I wouldn't want to show up in a, in a suit if we're going on a hike. Exactly. So one, so I would say the steps of dating is pick the place first and then pick what you're wearing after, obviously, um, or not so obviously, because sometimes I have an idea about something that might look really, really great, but, you know, it won't work for a hike, like you said, like maybe heels aren't the best time um, on a hike. So pick the place then pick what you're wearing. And how about the price? Like we talked a little bit about day dates being more affordable, but um, I think a lot of restaurants have online menus now and you can kind of ballpark how much you think you're gonna spend um, based on that. And also just like having a conversation, um, it's hard to have a conversation about who pays for what nowadays. And I don't know if, um, like, what are your guys' opinions about? Do you think the guy should be paying? And um, is that just kind of like should be the norm? Or I mean, should I mean, is should that be the norm? I think that's a diff that's definitely a different question. But in terms of a general first date rule, I don't see a situation in really which the guy does not pay that we are still very much in a sort of patriarchal system where that is the expectation. I mean, down the line, you definitely should have that conversation about, okay, after you're going on a couple of days and if you're quote unquote, like official, then you could start thinking about, oh, maybe you get this and then I get that. But first date, uh, it sounds so old school and so not like 2019, like millennial, but the guy should pay. I think that I, I, I mean, I agree with you, Mike. I um, on my first date with my husband, he he did pay and I I was prepared to totally pay my own way because, um, you know, I think sometimes you don't know how you feel about somebody. You should just always be prepared to, you know, pay for yourself and be able to um, get yourself home safely and have, you know, money for that. And um, uh, as a woman or a man, you should be able to, you know, take care of your, you know, budget enough to take care of your, of yourself and your, and your date and your evening. Um, but it, there was something like, oh, like I didn't even, it didn't even occur to him to let me. And that was very like nice. So um, I see where you're coming from. He's patting himself on the back. Um, <laughs> uh, so a, a, in the same vein of like chivalry that we're talking about, or like those, you know, old school dating things, do you kiss on the first date? No. And should you no. expect it? Should you, should you expect no. to be kissed? Expected? No. Definitely not. Should you? That's, I feel like that's a definitely a whole entire other podcast and like conversation. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know. Should, should is definitely a tough, should is definitely not, but like, ah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think that you can't 
you can't have uh, the expectation that you're that you're deserving of a kiss based on you know oh I brought this girl to to dinner and now I deserve my kiss or I've earned something because I I you know bought her a hot dog on the boardwalk or um, or in the same vein I wore a pretty dress so he should kiss me now um, I think you kind of have to and it's hard and it's tricky and it's awkward for everybody to um, read the other person's um, social cues and, um, see if they, if that's what they want to do, but you can't know any of that before you're there and you're in the moment. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't happen, that doesn't mean that you won't have another date or another chance, um, for that first kiss. Um, yeah. So to talk to the talk to the two girls out of this what are some like social cues or things that don't necessarily mean a guarantee but are good signs that like you want a guy to kiss you great question (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good question i'm a sucker for humor so i think if you conversation has been amazing all night and you can make her laugh she's probably into it and also I must say I was really intensely I just gave that question a hard no and then when I thought about it I think it has a lot to do with expectation and reading social cues like we're talking about now because I don't necessarily know if a hard no is the right answer right if you are reading the person and she, it, you know, if the girl is laughing or, hey, you know, maybe the girl wants to kiss the guy. It could be anything, you know. Um, I think, you know. I think for me, like social cues, um, like you were saying, like uh, physical body social cues. Um, sometimes, you know, someone will lean, physically lean in and lean in for the kiss and you have to kind of be you know only go so far if the other person meets you and leans back in then then they're probably welcoming or accept accepting that if they're leaning away from you they're not welcoming uh that physical um interaction right now or um another thing is if someone's knees are turning you know if there's you're sitting on a bar stool let's say um first date in a bar if their knees are are turned to toward the person if their their shoulders line up toward the person they're engaged in that conversation they're physically showing you that they're um you know into your conversation and what you have to say and you know they're physically manifesting that um another social cue i think would be one a such an easy one arms crossed did you oh yes no that's a great one if your arms, arms crossed would be mm-hmm. no go, right? No go. Like that's somebody who's protecting themselves and uh, kind of, you know, I, I mean, I guess protecting themselves in a situation like this. It's a subconscious thing that we do. But um, yeah, arms crossed is kind of like a signal that they want their space. Exactly. Any of us, if we do it. Totally. Leaning back, leaning away. Um, 
So kind of to bring it to one of my favorite movies, Hitch. I think it was like the <laughs> I think it was like the ninety ten rule, or no? I think I'm off with those numbers, but it goes back to what you were saying. You have to let the other person meet you because if you're just going in all the way, that could work out horribly. Right. In- right. <laughs> And also, uh, you might have been, if you might have been on your way to a, a kiss, or you might have been on your way to a second date, but you went, you know, the full hundred percent lean in, and they weren't really ready to match that yet. They they needed to more more time maybe, or you know, they weren't ready for it. So you have to let the other person, you know, decide for themselves if they're ready. Which is a tricky. It's a tricky dance. It's a tricky negotiation. But no, that whole thing about the actual body language of it, all people turning in, people leaning in, I think it's definitely something to take with like take with you as like we're going through like different social situations and definitely things that I might notice the next time that I'm out. Totally. So we jumped right to the first kiss, but we missed what do we to- what do we even talk about on a date? And how do we even approach conversations um, and make sure that they're not a one-sided conversation? Um, I think physical cues kind of lean into conversations as well. If someone enjoys a topic that you're talking about, um, they'll, you know, lean in or perk up or, you know, turn their head toward you. They'll want to participate um, and they'll show you physically that they want to join in the conversation. Um, but how do you guys really find a topic or try to make something like a conversation not one-sided on a date? I mean, I feel like the best thing that you can definitely do is ask a person's opinion. And it shouldn't just be why, why, why. Like, for example, if a person's telling you about your their day, you can ask about, oh, Tell me more about like what you were doing at work or, hey, what about like, why did you decide to even go to this position? And that can lead to different sorts of avenues where if I'm sitting across the table from somebody and they're trying to ask about my life, it definitely makes me want to take the chance to just see them more instead of them just talking about everything that they're doing and I'm just a guy sitting across from them at the table. That's very true. And I think hopefully in your messages um, with people, you find um, a couple topics that you have in common that makes you want to go on the date in the first place. And um, it's always easier to start with somewhere where you already know you guys have something in common and then hopefully build from there and build off of there. And and like you said, express interest in the other person and ask them, you know, open-ended questions about themselves and their day. But um, it's hard to ask questions so much too because then you don't want it to feel like an interrogation. Does anybody else have anything to say about that? Yeah, I think that no. the, main, the main goal is finding common ground and just being able to, you know, everyone has a family. Most people have a pet, you know, talk about where you're from, like easy conversational things that are natural. And then when you, if you do find yourself talking too much, 
what do you think about this? Or has this ever happened to you? Or just make sure you pull the other person in. And if you're on the other side of that, and maybe the other person is talking, I would say, you know, you could interject and say, oh my gosh, the same thing happened to me. Or that's never happened to me before. Or, oh my gosh, you know, just try to, you know, go back and forth a little bit more hard. Throw in a couple, oh my goshes. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it, you know, just, I feel like sometimes, you know, I, this is a per, this might be a personal thing, but sometimes <laughs> when, when you're on a date with somebody and they just keep talking and they're really into, into something, you have to make sure that, that, they know that you're listening to them. It goes back to listening, I think. Just tell them that you're listening by responding vocally, I think. Because sometimes when the other person's talking, it's hard for them to pick up on your physical cues. That's so true. And people want to feel heard. They want to have a, um, you know, a confirmation that what they're saying is being heard and and listened to. So that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, vocal response, I think, when another person is talking might help pull the conversation back a little bit. That's such a great idea. Um, let's see. How do we... Oh, well, this is a big one. How do we set it up for, for date number two? Oh, I feel like this is hard um, for me, the following up with people and um, how, how you let the person know that you do want to see them again. Um, what, what would you do? I mean, I feel like you kind of just have to straight up and out ask a person. It definitely is a tough and awkward thing, or you can try and possibly phrase it like, I had a really great time and I would like to, and I'd like to see you again. Now, if this person really pauses or hesitates, chances are they have some doubts about this. But if you've had if you've had conversations with people, you notice when people really answer quickly, and those are the times when people, and those are the times when people are interested. You just have to really ask and just see where you stand with them. I don't, I don't know any other way. What about you guys? Wow, Mike, that is like incredibly brave and um, amazing. I feel like <laughs> I was, I think that's the best. I mean, just how you said that, I had a really great time and I'd like to see you again. I, I had a hard time when I was dating, um, figuring out if I liked the person by the end of the date. And I feel like I'm one of those people that needs to like walk away from somebody and then, oh, I really liked that person. Um, and I need a minute sometimes. And then I let too long pass maybe. And then I'm like scrambling to figure out, okay, well, what do I do now? So I think like asking straight straight up at the end of the date, even if the person's response is it may be, or that might be nice or, you know, um, I might need some time to think about it. Whatever the response is, just asking is, I think, such a smart idea. No, definitely. And to kind of go back to one thing that you were saying about taking time, 
my dad had actually mentioned this to me. You might not know that you really like a person or want to get to know a person after the first date. It's very rare and you should want to possibly you should want to think about like two or three dates because everybody i do not care if you're neurotypical or if you're on the spectrum everybody is awkward the first time everybody. that you meet that you yes. meet a person so if a person if you should want to try and aim for like the second or third date before you truly try and make a decision with that being said I think everybody here has had very awkward and bad moments where you left the date and you're just like, okay, this is definitely a no. Right, but that's true. <laughs> if you don't have that definite <laughs> no, you should want to try and set up another date because it gives it per- people a chance to get more comfortable with you. Exactly. If it's not a, if it's not a hard no, hard no being you're, you're not comfortable um, unfortunately, the date didn't go as you hoped it would go. There wasn't anything um, that you guys really had in common, uh, or you, you know, you just decided you don't want to see this person again. I think that too, you need to make clear um, to the other person. Maybe you know, um, gently, and that's kind of hard. Uh, but I think honesty is the best policy, and. Um, you know, atypical, neurotypical, like honesty is the best policy. And it's okay to say no, obviously. Um, but it's also good to like, you, like you were saying, like, um, say yes to a second date, even if there's like, uh, you know, a small inkling that you, you know, just want to talk to them again, or it would be really nice to go to another museum or, you know, like, friendships are born that way too that maybe you know it's not a love connection but if you're both clear that you want to be friends that's a great thing too so is those there anything also... oh go ahead it's really good I just think that those were really great points I think that what Mike said was great and I think that honesty is the number one way that your dating can be successful Totally. Thank you guys so much for, for talking with us about dating. There's dating is such a incredibly, you know, huge topic to talk about. And I'm sure we're going to be talking and dissecting different parts of, of dating, um, on more podcasts, but I'm so glad all of you guys, um, joined us. Thank you so much, Bucci, Mike, Sean, and Steph. Um, we know dating is difficult for everyone and there are many ways to go about it. We just wanted to give you some of our thoughts on how you can find your missing puzzle piece. If you're looking for more advice, we have coaches and other sources for ex- this exact reason. And you can find out more on unipi.com. That's U-N-E-E-P-I.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for, uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, having us. Okay. Thank you. Good night.